Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to when he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversation on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your friends, families, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. You can also help and support this ministry through your love and prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at thevoiceoftheprophet.strikingly.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about being led blindly. But first, let me read two verses of scripture to you from Matthew 9, 27 through 28. In the New International Version, it reads, As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Like most of us, I've seen this scripture for years, literally since the beginning of my salvation. However, it was not until several years ago that I read this scripture that it dawned on me that these men, although blind, they were still able to follow after Jesus. The Holy Ghost said to me at that time, Beatrice, there are those that follow Jesus but are still totally blind. The men went indoors with Jesus, blind. That tells us that there are those that are in the house, in the church, but yet are still blind. Please understand that we can be spiritually blind and yet still follow Jesus. It was not until the Holy Ghost spoke to me those years ago that I realized that there are many, many Christians who are following Christ 
but yet they are still not seeing the things that God ordained for them to see. So many are blinded by the hype, the glamour, and the charisma of those that they follow in the Christian world until they're not seeing Christ for who he is. They're not seeing or hearing the word of God according to his will. We all remember Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, how they scammed so many people with their charismatic words and promises of grandeur to their followers. Christians lost millions of dollars to that ministry, but the cost of souls lost will never be counted. And as unbelievable as it is, this man is out of prison and back on television, still lying to people and leading them blindly. It's amazing as to how Christians continue to follow this man as he not only prophesied that Trump would be, re, would be re-elected, but then said before the election, and I heard these words myself, if Trump doesn't win this election, we should take up arms. In another statement, the same man said, Trump is a test whether you're even saved. Where in the Bible did God make Donald Trump or any other man except Christ the litmus test of your and my salvation? And believe it or not, Christians, yes, Christians, continue to listen to, follow, and believe this man. But the really sad thing is that he's not the only blind leader that the blind are following. In Matthew 15, 14, in the easy-to-read version of the Bible, it states, Stay away from the Pharisees. They lead the people, but they are like blind men leading other blind men. And if a blind man leads another blind man, both of them will fall into a ditch. There are so many in the body of Christ today, Christians, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, Bible-toting Christians who are being led blindly. However, the worst thing is not being a blind follower, it's being a blind leader that's leading blind followers. Being led blindly, according to some definitions, basically means being unable or unwilling to understand or discern. It means believing something that's not based on evidence or determined by reason. It's to disregard deliberately or pretend not to notice something, especially an action of which one disapproves. For some, they are unable to understand. For others, they're just unwilling. There are so many that are willing to believe things that are not based on evidence are matters that are determined by reason. They choose to deliberately disregard and pretend not to notice things that are not only against the word of God, but those words convey to the Christian world that what they are supporting is of God. So what? Is God confused? What has been and is being revealed is the true heart of man. The preacher in Ecclesiastes 3.17 said, I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, but there is an, a time appointed for every matter and purpose and for every work. Let's ask ourselves this question. What is the purpose of the blind leaders? 
What's their true purpose? I'm sure there are many, but for one thing for sure, they're not to bring glory to the Father, but purely to accomplish the intents of the flesh. There are so many who have professed this great love of Christ, but yet have harbored a deep-rooted hatred for others and are attempting to accomplish things for their own personal hidden agendas. What are those agendas? They're to bring power, riches, and honor to their own names and ministries. It's for them to accomplish their own self-serving motivations. For many, is to bring the supremacy of one race over all others. Let me go back to our original scripture where the two blind men follow Christ. As the Holy Ghost continued to minister to my spirit in this scripture, he began to remind me as to how many times people were brought to Jesus to be healed. He reminded me of the mother who went to Jesus on behalf of her daughter who was demon-possessed. There was the centurion who sent his servants to Jesus on behalf of another servant of his. Of course, we remember the man who went to Jesus because his little daughter had died. We could go on and on throughout the word concerning those who were interceded for by someone else on their behalf. Each and every one received their healing or deliverance, whatever the case may have been. Yet, in the case of these blind men and others, each one had to go to Jesus for themselves. With the exception of the blind man in John 9, practically none of the blind men who received their sight had anyone to go to Jesus on their behalf. And as far as the blind man in John 9, Jesus met with him one-on-one. -on -one. Remember what Jesus told the people about the Pharisees? In Matthew 9, 39 through 41, it reads, Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Those same words are repeated in John 9, 40 through 41. These people who are claiming to see all these things that they say are of God and leading others to follow those words are blind leaders. Sisters and brothers, in order to stop being led blindly, or even to know if we're being led by blind Pharisees, we must go directly to our Savior for ourselves. Every day, without exception, I'm praying for those who listen to the podcast. Some of you I call by name and others I have the faith to know that God knows who you are, whether I call your name specifically or not. However, although I may and do intercede for you, there are some things that is left up to you to go to the Father on your own behalf. There are just some things that if God doesn't do it, it won't be done. There are certain things that if God doesn't reveal it to us, we'll never see it. Ask him directly to open your eyes to what he wants you to see. Don't be a blind followers of those who are blind leaders. Don't be content with the fact that you're attending Sunday services, hearing a good service, a good sermon, doing worship and praise, and then going home. 
If that's the extent of your relationship with God, then it will be very easy for you to be led blindly. Don't be satisfied even if you listen to Christian television 24 hours a day. If you don't have your own personal relationship and time of intimacy with the Father for yourself, you can be led blindly. One of the things that you always hear me talk about is hypocrisy. When someone does a thing, performs a service or whatever with ulterior motives and hidden agendas, they are literally hypocrites. The Pharisees had hidden agendas and ulterior motives. Jesus constantly called them hypocrites. Listen to what he said in Matthew 6. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Six different times in just that one chapter of Matthew 23, Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites. They do things before others to be seen, admired, and even praised by men. But when they're alone or with those that truly know them, they're an entirely different person. A hypocrite is a deceiver, a phony, and yes, a Pharisee. A hypocrite is a liar and a fake. I know a man who personally knows a pastor who is worldwide renowned. This pastor had thousands of people following his ministry on television, radio, buying his music, and attending his revivals. During those times, he was very well known on television for the way he would play the piano, sing and cry with tears streaming down his face. His ministry was disrupted when he was exposed not only for having multiple extramarital affairs, but also for seeking out prostitutes down in the city of New Orleans. This pastor would have these tears running down his face, go backstage, and then ask those backstage with him, do you think they bought it? It was all a sham, a show, a great pretense in order to get the people to believe that his love for Christ, as well as the anointing upon him, was real. He was then and is still now a hypocrite. This man still preaches today and still has followers. And unfortunately, there are still many others who are standing in pulpits today who are being proven to be just that, a bunch of hypocrites. So many have used the word of God, teaching it not to bring conviction and separation of sin. They're not bringing the word to win souls to Christ and reach the lost. They're using God's word for their own personal selfish agendas and motives. Jesus himself said in Matthew 23, 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Far too many pastors teachers, preachers, and leaders use the word as a method to manipulate Christians into submissiveness in order to accomplish their own personal gains. There are many who are using the word of God not to win souls for the kingdom, but to add numbers to their churches and ministries. 
Unfortunately, this is causing Christians to leave the church and the body of Christ in droves. I shared in an earlier podcast that it's Christians who are destroying Christianity. It's one thing for people to work, to walk away from the church. However, the hatred, racism, and hypocrisy that's being revealed in Christian pastors and leaders are causing people to walk away from Christ himself. I wish I could share a word with you like the one I shared last week. It was the one in which we were reminded that God knows our name. I received so many words of encouragement from that episode because others received such encouragement from it. However, not only would I be remiss if I didn't share every word that God gives me, I would also stand in judgment for not giving you everything that he gives me for you. There are leaders, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and others that will tell you that word that makes you feel so good. I love Joel Osteen, but his word brings no conviction of sin. There's nothing to cause separation from the things that separate you from God. They'll tell you the things that give you hope and peace and joy, and all of that's good. But the wrong comes when you're not being told the truth, the full truth. And the truth is, God hates sin, and sin separates us from God. It's unforgiven sin that will cause us not to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's our Father's will that we hear all of what he saying. In 1 Kings 11, it tells of how Solomon went after other gods after God himself had appeared twice to him. He was led astray by the women he loved. After 40 years of serving as king over Israel, many theologians believe that Solomon died in apostasy, separated from God. And yet, I truly believe that if Solomon was here today, he would probably not be able to say when it happened. He followed these women blindly and was led astray from the God that he knew personally. Sisters and brothers, we cannot afford to be led blindly. Another matter that I continually emphasize is that we must learn to hear God's voice for ourselves. We must learn to have that time with the Father where we will know what it is that he's saying to our hearts and spirits so that our eyes will be open to the truth. Let's not always be blind to the truth. Sheep follow the shepherd, you could say blindly, because they trust him. However, it doesn't take a shepherd to yell at the sheep to run if a lion or a wolf appears. Don't be fooled by wolves in sheep's clothing. If you see a wolf, if you think it's a wolf, run. If you're being devoured by greedy dogs and lions, run. If the ministries that you trust and learn from have become so political, run. When it becomes about raising money and giving, giving, giving beyond your tithe and your offerings, run. When you know that your leader is lying to you about things that you know are true, run and run fast. 
Just because someone says it's true doesn't necessarily mean that it is. I'm absolutely amazed at how many people are saying that the insurrection on January 6th of this year never happened. Some of the very senators and congressmen who had to barricade the offices they hid in are saying that it was a peaceful demonstration. This is how lies will alter and change history into what suits man and make heroes of liars and hypocrites and cowards. They want us to believe that what we saw with our own eyes unfolded before us in real time didn't happen. They are those who don't want the true history of slavery told because they say it would damage their children. Of course, these are white children, white parents concerned about their white children. So are we supposed to continually lie and deny that there was slavery? Or should we agree with those who say that there was good to slavery as well as bad? We must ask God to open our eyes. So it has been with many of the pulpits across this nation and around the world. The lies that are being told across the pulpits have been told with a purpose and intent to change the true facts of history and even the word of God. I remember as a young girl watching the cowboy and Indian movies and as a child, I would be so excited when you would hear the trumpet blowing the cavalry and, and the soldiers in these uniforms would come in and they would kill all the Indians. I had no idea at that time how much of a lie that part of history was. I had no idea how these television stories and movies and, and series were being used to alter the true facts of what truly had happened barely 100 years earlier. These lies are being told with the purpose and intent to make Christians believe the things that God has spoken were said with the objective to benefit only one race of people. And that's the way it's been subtly taught throughout the past 500 years. When Michelangelo was commissioned by the Pope to paint the Sistine Chapel, he used white European as his model. Thus, the evolution of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus. I'm not trying to bring up the argument of Jesus as a black man. Far from it. I know that we're not supposed to have any image of him because no one truly knows what he looked like. Nonetheless, these false images of Christ were created by the church in order for the white Europeans to assert their closeness and more likeness to our Savior, which is totally based on a lie. They wanted a white Jesus in order to use their imagined closeness to him as opposed to any other race as a way to assert their superiority and supremacy. And the most unfortunate thing about that is the fact that this lie has been one that Christians have now blindly followed and continue to do even now. I've noticed in the past 10 years or so how many movies have been made where the plots have made the church, 
the crusaders, pastors, priests, nuns, and so many others in the church, not only the villains, but the monsters. They show them as liars, murderers, not just mentally disturbed, but absolutely crazy. They're the rapists, child molesters, pedophiles, and other sexual perverts. There was a time when Christians were revered and honored. What changed? People began to see what had been hidden and their eyes were opened. Am I saying that all pastors and Christian leaders fall into these categories? Of course not. And yet I'm sure that some will leave this podcast saying just that. However, that's not even the point I'm trying to make in this episode. What I want us to realize is that there's still too many that are being blindly led by leaders who are also blind. I've said this before and I will say it again, and I'm sure you will hear it from me in the future. You need to know the type of prayer life your leaders have. My mentor was a woman who I met in Bible college. And when I would hear her pray, it would leave me in awe. When you would hear this woman pray, you would know that she was in the presence of God. You need to know the type of prayer life your leaders have. I have a niece whose pastor has a Bible study by phone. His members hear him pray. They know his prayer life. Not only should we know our leaders' prayer lives, but in our own prayer lives, we need to know how to hear God for ourselves. As I said earlier in this episode, the blind men in Matthew went to Jesus for themselves so that he would open their eyes and give them their sight. No one interceded on their behalf. No one brought them to Jesus. They went for themselves. Go to God for yourself. Even if you think I'm wrong, that's okay. Just go to the Father and ask him to open your blind eyes and let him do the work that needs to be done. Jesus asked the blind men, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They both responded, yes. You don't have to believe me. Just believe God that he's able and willing to open our blind eyes. Don't continue to let blind leaders lead you blindly. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.